to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. talk today about, let me get this system off, let me go back to uh, how God has been keeping me busy, and Pat, I'm going to need your help, <laughs> uh, he's been keeping me busy lately through my beloved wife here, and uh, <laughs> lately, <laughs> she's been having these uh, these little chores from my life and uh do we have it up okay and uh i've been i've been digging holes that's her there we're at the uh, garden center she's she's i mean always like butterflies but now she is a butterfly i think because she's always in the garden that's her favorite thing to do wanting to go to garden want to check out plants <laughs> pottery and and uh I'm like, really, again? <laughs> and every weekend, it's like, forget my plans. I got something for you to do. Amen. <laughs> next, next pick, please. And uh, this is us, uh, actually, just yesterday, guys. And I, I, trust me, I got chores today, okay? So when, I, when, I, when I'm telling you, I'm telling you the truth. So this is us getting ready to check out. And I said, oh, man, I can't believe this. This woman is uh, trying to create an arboretum at our house or something. So we got so many plants, so many flowers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what are those? Peace lilies or something you got in there? Peace lilies. Yeah. So her green thumb is really kicking. I'm learning about pottery, planting, and stuff. And uh, so I've been uh, a little bit more busier than usual, thanks to my beautiful wife. <laughs> She's got a plan for me. But I want to talk today about God's plans for us, okay? Uh, Jesus, his redemptive plan for our life. Hallelujah. Okay, so obviously I'm not Jesus. No, I'm far from the one whose shoes I'm worthy to unlace. I'm not the one who carried a 160-pound cross nearly a mile for you. I'm not the one who carried your burdens and eased your pains and has wiped away your tears. I'm not the one who has washed you in his own blood. I'm not the one who formed you in your mother's womb and knit you together. I'm not the one who chose you before creation. I'm far less than the one who can number the stars and call them by name. He knows every hair on your head. He knows when you lie down and when you rise. He knows the plans for your life and hope for a successful future. Jesus Christ is that one. He is the redeemer of our life. Amen? Amen. But I am the one, which many like me, in which the one has filled with his fire, his light, and his power. I am the one who is placed here today to tell you about the plan God has for your life. God's plan for humanity is simply this. To redeem us, to restore us, and bring us to glorification in Him. 
I'm going to say that again. His plan is to redeem us, restore us, reconcile us, and bring us to glorification in him. Redeem means bring us back to our rightful place. Back to the original plan. Genesis 1.26. Let us make man in our image and in our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the bird of the air, and over everything that creepeth and walks, over the cattle of the earth. God's plan, this is original God's, God's original plan, and Pastor Tom has been teaching us about God's plan for our life. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. And we bless Pastor Tom at this time where he's spending much-needed time from his, for his family, him and his wonderful wife, Becky. And our prayers are extended um, on their travels and their speedy return. But God's plan is serious. He's, he's serious about his plan. He's not, he will accomplish his plan. Amen? Amen. Whether we are willing or not, he's, he's going to accomplish this. That's the good news. To restore, to make better than before. He's not only going to redeem you. He's not only going to get you back. The, the, the power of Christ, the plan of Christ has not only brought you back, but it's going to make you better than you were before. Amen? If you ever stu uh, studied uh, cars, car restoration, uh, and if you restore like a 1957 uh, Chevy, it's going to have more value, you know, in the, in the multiplications than what it had at that time. And I was studying that. My wife taught me that because she was taught, she gave a word about restoration at one time. So back in 1957, Chevy's were, the value of that car was about $2,500. But today, it could reach up to $70,000. And that is a fortune. Amen. So God's plan for my life, God's plan for your life today is to make you, then you make you better than you can even ever imagine. We have to align ourselves with what God believes about us because the minute we realign ourselves, we have to know, we have to recognize we're not in God's plan. We're not in God's perfect will. Reconcile. He wants to settle differences that we may have about ourselves. He wants us to be righteous in his sight. Amen. Glorification, all the way up to glorification. That's why Ephesians says that we are seated far above all principalities, powers, mights, and dominions. We are seated at the right hand of cross because of his eternal work. That's glorification. That's God's plan. And I know, I know the minds are turning, but that's God's plan to bring us back into glorification. Amen? We are the righteousness of God. Colossians 1.13 says, it gives us a screenshot of our topic today. If you like to turn there, that's okay. I'm going to read from that. It's going to give you a screenshot of what we're talking about today and God's ideal plan for our life, God's goal, what he's trying to get across to us as he reveals this to us. Verse 13, Christ has delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Verse 14, in whom we have redemption, 
There's that word, redemption, meaning you're being brought back from a life of sin, brought back from a life of losing, brought back out of this world. Amen. He's redeemed us from the curse of the law. It's not that the law doesn't exist completely, but it's, you know, all the stipulations that, that go along with the law if you violate or break the law. Because if you broke some of those laws, you'd be put to death. I would be put to death. But he redeemed us. Hallelujah. He's, re, he's, he's restored us from that. Amen. The consequences, judgment and all that, that, that stuff, that heaviness. That's why we can live free and, and be liberty and not be walking around scared. Like, man, if I mess up, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. If I mess up, I'm going to die. And the Spirit of the Lord has told me that a lot of us, even now, even after the, all the revelation, all the light that's coming across from this, this, uh, this congregation, this, this, this holy place, you're still carrying too much. God wants you to let a lot of stuff go because a lot of stuff don't even matter. It doesn't matter. Okay, let it go. Stop entertaining it with your mind, rolling over and over, you know, if you're good enough and all that kind of stuff. Yes, you're good enough. He deemed you good enough. He died for you. He died for you. He gave his holy, precious life. So, yes, you are good enough. So stop wrestling with things like that, things that do not matter. 1 John 1 and, uh, 1 and, 9, 1 and 9 says that, if we confess our sins to the Father, he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us and wash us with his blood and make us brand new. So, saints, we have to live new, a new life, new conscience every day. We have redemption through his blood, and we have the forgiveness of his sins. Amen. He's driving that to us today. Who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature? For by him were all things created. They're in heaven and the earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, the things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body of the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things that he might have the preeminence. There's a big word, that he might have the preeminence. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, that he might have the preeminence. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, that he might have preeminence, that he might be first in all things. Why? Because we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus, who has raised us and seated us in heavenly places. I am the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I'm blessed in the city, blessed going out. So that he may have the preeminence. If it's good for him, saints, it's good for us. If it's good for him, it's good for us. He may have the preeminence. You're not last. You're not forgot about. You're not rejected. You're not despised. You are the righteousness of God. You are first. For it pleased the Father that in him should all the fullness dwell. God is serious about this. God rescued us. The message translation says it this way, and I know this is kind of wordy, but God rescued us from dead in, dead alley, dead in alleys, dark dungeons. He set up in the kingdom of, of his son, who he loved so much, the son who got us out of the pit we were in. He got rid of the sins we were doomed to keep repeating. 
We look at this son and see the God who cannot be seen. We look at this son and we see God's original purpose in everything created. For everything, absolutely everything above and below, visible and invisible, rank after rank of angels, everything got started in him. And he finds its purpose in him. He was there before any of it came into existence. Christ was there before anything came into existence. This is what we're learning about our Savior, our, our Lord, that it was there. He was there, Jesus Christ. That's why he's our Redeemer. Amen? Amen. He's our Redeemer because he's the creator of all things. He's God in human form. That's why he was the only one. That's why when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he said, Father, if there be any way, if there be any other way, show it to me, Lord. But nevertheless, not my will, but thine will be done. There's no other way. There was no other way for us. There was no other way out but Jesus Christ. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. Jesus Christ. No other, no other person, no other spiritual leader could have did what he did because they weren't holy. They weren't directly peeled from God's essence. That's why he's the first begotten of the dead. He's the first. And then out of him will become many sons and daughters. Many sons and daughters. And we are his sons and daughters. Amen. And just like him, we will have the preeminence of all things. We will be first in all things. We will be the head and not the tail. We will be above and not beneath. And that's why we are blessed. Not by anything we did or anything we could give. What you give and what you do is, trust me, it's by God's grace. Some people can give a lot. Some people can't give a lot. So what? Really? That's where it's at. He gave it all. He's the only one that gave it all. He's the only one that could give it all. He's the only one that could redeem us. He's the only one. He's the only one. Case closed. There's no argument. It's there. Amen? He's the only one. Hallelujah. He was supreme in the beginning and the end, leading the resurrection parade. He's supreme in the end from beginning to the end. He's there, towering far above everything, everyone. So spacious, so expansive that everything of God finds its proper place in him without crowding. Not only that, but all the broken and dislocated pieces of the universe, people and things, animals and atoms get properly fixed and fit together in vibrant harmonies because of his death, his blood that poured down from the cross. His blood. Not Brother Ben's blood, not Pastor Latasa's blood, but the blood of the Redeemer. This is what he came for. He came to make a purchase. You ever went into a place of business and was very serious about the purchase that you came to claim? I don't know. You may have to, I may request some thought. You may have to go home and think about that and, and, and think and think and think. Man, what was the time where I really needed something? Nothing was going to stand in my way. I had the money. May I might not have had the money. I didn't have enough money, but I had to have whatever I had to have because of work, because of money, because of survival, whatever the case may be. You had to have it. You were serious about it, right? There's a time to be serious, right? Yeah, yeah there's a time to, to where you got, hey, you got to have it. I got babies. I got a, I got a wife. I got to have a nice place for them. 
I got to have something where she can come home and be happy with. I can't accept mediocrity. She's not going to accept mediocrity. She'll kick me out there until (laughs) I can do better. Y'all know my wife. Am I surprising anybody? Am I? Most most of y'all know my wife, Latasha. Anyway, she's serious. No, no, she knows what I mean. She's serious, though. She's serious a lot more than I am. She's serious. I like that about her, though. I'm like, oh, my God, Lord. And you know what? As men, guess what we have to do? We just have to go to the closet and say, Lord, how am I going to do this? Really? You know, she doesn't know all the things that I go through. And she doesn't really care. But he cares. He, that's why he says, cast, cast your burdens on me. Yeah, he, He's our shepherd. We shall not lack. We shall not want any good thing. Because it's true. You know, the blessing of the Lord is on thy people. We just have to keep remembering that. May the Lord bless and keep you. I, I think I quoted number six. May his face shine upon you. May he lift, lift his countenance upon you. May he be gracious unto you and give you peace. Amen. Amen. God is upholding us today because he loves us. He's gracious to us. May the Lord bless and keep you. And this was given to Moses from God himself. This was the prayer of God himself over his people, over the people of Israel and over over us because we've been grafted in. Amen. We are God's people. How y'all doing? Amen. 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 That's it. That's the anointing. Praise the Lord. Thank God for the anointing. All right. Can we get the uh, the next pick up on the screen? The Colossians one fourteen. I want you guys to see this. Uh, I know some of you guys don't have your Bibles or you're looking at your phone. That's why I asked Pat's help to put it on the prompter because it's so helpful. And I just love digital technology. I don't know if you know this about me, but I've always been fascinated with technology, and, and uh, I just love it. Uh, so this is Colossians 1 and 14, and we've, we've read a little bit from that, Colossians. And it's all through the Bible, saints. It's just, this is the thread. This is what it boils down to. Christ, whom we have redemption through his blood and the forgiveness of sins. Once again, there's that word. We have redemption through his blood. That's what his blood did. It redeemed us. And you know what? I know that a lot of people don't really believe that, but we got, we got to believe it because we're sitting here. We now know it. So we're, we're responsible for, for what we know doesn't matter how old you are. I mean, it's, if, you're, if you're a teenager or, or 20 or 21, you now know the truth. You've been redeemed. And some people don't know it. And you know what? Some people don't want to know it because they don't understand God's plan, and they don't really care. They want to work their plan. But their plan is going to fail. Eventually, it's going to fail. So Christ whom he... Let me just, uh, let 
that back up here. I hear the baby. Christ whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. So he who knew no sin became sin. This is uh, 2 Corinthians 2 and 17. For him who knew no sin became sin so that he might become the righteousness of God. So that we might become the righteousness of God. There's the exchange. So there's a law of exchange. There's a law of substitution in the earth. One of the big, biggest laws or the one, uh, the law of substitution that we are aware of is money, how money is used, how money is exchanged. I, I spoke about a major purchase that we've all made sometimes in our life. We had to have the monetary system, amen? We had to have an exchange in order to trade, right? So we see that in place in the word of God. It's right there, that same principle. And we can identify it, how it works, how it takes place in the world. So there's several different laws that we, if we grow and appropriate and we understand, it's going to give us the mastery in our life because this is what's required. That's why people don't fully understand things like cryptocurrency, uh, digital currency, and stuff like that. Everything was made by, in this world by people. Someone, some man, some woman said, this is valuable. Right? They all agreed and said, yeah, this is valuable, and it's going to be worth so much. Let's back it with the European currency. Let's back it with American dollars. Let's back it and make it valuable because this is the law of exchange. They just, they just recognized the law and said this is what we can create. We can create new things. It doesn't have to stop. One monkey shouldn't stop a show, so to speak. Let's do this thing. Let's create new things. And I tell people, I share with people, this is what I love about America. America has always been on the cutting edge of ingenuity. If you look and you study America, they've always had inventors that were just out there. And now in the other world, in the rest of the world has inventors too. But if you look at it, you look at it America has created some d dynamic things, like air conditioning. <laughs> Thank Mr. Carrier for that. Amen? But the law of exchange, you know, I had to uh, work mines off uh, planting plants. Still got work to do. Titus 2.14. Christ gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous for good works. Colossians 1, 20, and having made peace through the blood of his cross by him to reconcile all things unto himself. Y'all thought I was making that up, didn't you? It's right there in the word. Reconcile all things unto himself by him, I say, whether they be enemies in your mind, hello, by wicked works, yet now hath reconciled, okay, settled our differences in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy unblameable and reprovable in his sight. I'm going to say that again. And has presented you holy. Hello. Do you, does anybody out there feel holy? Raise your hand. 
I'm going to put you on blast. This is what the word has declared over you. You're holy. Unblame it. Don't matter what you did last night. Don't matter what you did this morning. We're talking about God's redemptive work. Yeah. And stop being caught up back here. You, some of you guys are two, three years ago caught. You're caught. You're like this. Caught. You're like the ram in a thicket. Just caught. Stuck. Stuck. Jesus wanted to put you way, man. Jesus is like, man, what are you doing way over there, man? I'm putting you way over here. I done seated you way up here. You know, over here with money, good things and stuff like that. I want to bless you. I want to prosper you. But you're stuck. You got caught up. Yeah, you got caught up in the thicket. Not anymore. Not anymore. Amen. The anointing destroys every yoke. Every yoke. Whether you lost, you lost money, you lost this, you lost that. What did it say he is? He says he's the redeemer, right? Uh, when are we going to trust him as the redeemer? Amen. When? Today. That's when. I'm declaring today we're going to trust Jesus as our redeemer in all things. He's taking care of it all. We just said he's Lord of all over everything. What else do we want him to be if he's Lord over all? That's why he can redeem black people. He, God, come on, let me get real. He can redeem black people, people blacker than me or whatever, darker, people of different uh, pigmentations, people of different cultures, Chinese. It doesn't matter. Do we understand that? It doesn't matter whether you're an engineer, what you do, doctors, lawyers, whatever. None of, none of that, even though it's important, it's not important to God's plan. Whatever you do, you do it because you love it, and that's good, and that's great. That's awesome, but it's not more important. God's, God's plan has to prevail. So whatever you do, whether it be medical stuff, lawyer, doctors, painters, plumbers, captains of ships, incorporate God's plan. Incorporate the, the, the redemption for God's people. Amen. That's how you that's how you work the purpose. Right. God's got a plan. But now we got to work the purpose. You say, man, I still got to make money. Well, what do you like doing? What do you enjoy doing? God has given you the desires. He's placed those desires in your heart. And every time you ask God, he's going to say, well, what do you want? He's going to throw it back on you. What do you really want to do? You got to know what you want to do. Well, if you like to do a few things, if you're like me, I was like, when I was starting out, I was like, man, I want to do physical therapy because I played sports. I like the sports. I'm into the body. I'm into health. I'm into eating right. So I wanna, I'm not going to play football anymore. I met this beautiful woman. I just want to be with her all the time. And uh, <laughs> I want, you know, so I have to find something to do because I got to make money, right? So God is like sitting back, okay, well, oh, you don't want to play football anymore. That's fine, you know. It's rough and stuff like that. You're out there sweating, hot, you know, uh, around stinky men and stuff like that. I mean, I get it. I understand why you don't want to play football no more, right? Because God is intelligent. So, But thank God for the sports for the young kids. What would they do if there were no sports, amen, if there was no baseball? That, that stuff kept me busy as a little kid, football and basketball, and it, and it is fun. I'll be honest with you. PT, I can't believe it. He still plays basketball. Can you believe it? Yeah. But he, 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 he enjoys it. It's something he enjoys doing. And, you know, I enjoy playing the football, throwing the football around with, with my friends every now and then. Nothing wrong with that. We have to take care of our body, saints. We have to. They're natural. Amen? 
they live, we, we're in a natural world, and it is subject. But we have to learn how to speak the word of God over our bodies to affect our bodies. Again, because God's word, God's wisdom supersedes uh, the report of the world. Amen. 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 All right, so God's goal is not sin consciousness, saints. We can't still have those mentalities to where I'm a sinner and I'm saved by grace. God is moving us way past to that. He's bringing us into a rulership mentality where we have, we have the preeminence of all things, situations, circumstances, because we now possess the anointing of God because what has taken place on the cross of Calvary over 2,000 years ago. There's, more, there's no more time to waste. It's really simple. Is we, we have to be believers in the finished work of Jesus Christ. Otherwise, we're just playing around. God's not playing around. I'm here to tell you today, he's not playing around. He loves us, and, and he's funny, and he's, he, he loves all that stuff. But one thing we have to know in, in our walk is that this is serious. You know, he's, he's challenged the for, forces of darkness with this revelation. He's moved them out of his way, and he's placed them under our feet. All the forces... All the powers of the enemy under, under the power of Jesus Christ. So with him, you know, it's, it's, it's not a game. It's not a joke either. And if you're, you're, you're looking at people like they're a joke and stuff like that and they're losers and stuff, then you're out of line. You're out of divine alignment. You're out of righteousness when you're, when you're like that. Step back into righteousness. And that's what happens a lot in our walk is that we step out. We step out by what we say and what we think get back. You have to recognize, man, I stepped out. Honestly, I, I realized I stepped out for a moment and I repented. I said, Lord, I'm sorry. And that happens. Amen. I'm not going to stay there though. Amen. You, you understand what I'm saying? I'm not because I understand the price he's paid for it. So we have to respect what he's done. And oftentimes what will help me with that revelation, I would visualize, I would meditate the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. I would go back to the Villa de la Rosa where he was carrying that heavy cross after he was beaten with a cat of nine tails. That's real stuff. That's serious. That's serious to me. And just about it, it every time I think about it, it brings me to tears. That's serious. And it had to be. In order for, us to, to re, in order for it to reach through the annals of time, it's 2,000 years later. It had to be something so powerful, so epic, that it would still penetrate our hearts today. Because many people's hearts are hardened to where they, they have no conscience. You try to tell them, invite them. There's a greater kingdom. There's a kingdom coming. And they don't want to hear it. They want to get on TikTok and do this. I'm like, man, I can't believe this. You can't even turn on your phone and you're, you're, you're invited into lewdness and worldliness. That's why some of you, some of you guys, I'm just going to say this, you don't understand why I post on Facebook. I'm trying to counter Amen. thoughts. People thinking one way, I want to get them thinking about the God's kingdom. I want to think about his plan for eternal, eternal redemption. I want to get them to think about what Jesus Christ has paid for them. Because as far as I'm concerned, that's the only plan that matters today. Not how much you can shake, how much you can move, how much money you're making. No. 
never, I've never been impressed with that. I grew up around drug dealers. I grew up around gangbangers in Los Angeles. I grew up around so-called tough men who thought they were tough. Never impressed with that kind of stuff. Because I fear my daddy. No, I'm just kidding. That was real. I had a father I loved. I couldn't see myself doing crazy stuff, getting locked in jail, breaking my mother's heart. And who would want to sell smack and dope to, to another human being? My mother, who, my grandmother, who was an evangelist, she, she took me as a little, little boy, made sure I was baptized and raised in the things of the Lord. So my call was different. God honored that. Yes, he did. God honors faith. Yes. Don't, don't let people tell you. Don't let the devil tell you. He doesn't honor your heart. He's going to honor it. Whatever you, you place that thing, whatever you want to give to the Lord, he knows. He's sensitive. Amen? He really is. He knows. He knows. That he, he's right. He's right. He's here. He's right here. And it, it takes a while to, to believe stuff like that, that he's omnipresent. You know, that's a big statement. And he's present, and he knows, and he can hear. That's why he's holy. The Father, God, Jehovah, Yahweh of heaven is, is a holy, a holy, su supremely powerful being. And we can never underestimate his power. But he's so kind. He's so patient. He's so loving. And that's the thing that just blows my mind. Blows it over and over again. How much he loves us. His kindness makes us whole. He's devoted. He's devoted to us. Completely devoted, completely in love with us. It's time that we completely fall in love with him. There are some here that, that are struggling with, with God's plan. You're struggling with it. You don't understand it all. You're having trouble believing. And you need help. I want you to come down to the altar. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say a prayer. I'm going to release the congregation. But I want you to be obedient, not to Brother Ben. Get personalities out the way. That's another thing we have to learn, personalities. Be serious about the Lord. The Lord works through man and woman, okay? But when he says, if you're struggling, then come down to the altar. This is the place of change. This is where you come boldly, and, say, and, and this is how we know you mean business, is that you, you don't really care. You separate yourself by the opinions of men, right? What people think and stuff, you got to get over that too. If we're talking about the maturation process, right. we're going to mature because, again, I said it earlier, stuff, that kind of stuff don't matter. When the rubber meets the road is where are you right now with your walk with Jesus Christ? And if somebody, a vessel, an anointed vessel, says, hey, I want to help pray with you to help you reach that call on your life, why should you say no? Be obedient to it. Amen? So I'm going to call you to come to the altar now. Saints of God, I'm going to excuse the rest of you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word, Lord God. Hallelujah. We're excited about your eternal, your eternal plan for our lives, Lord God. We want to get involved in your purpose, what you would have us to do right now today, Lord God. And we know that 
every day is a blessing day because you're part of it. And we invite you, to, we invite you in each and every single day. Lord, we don't want to go a day without your presence. We don't want to go a day without your anointing. We don't want to go a day without your revelation, your truth, your goodness, your, your, your kindness, your mercy. We don't want to go a day. We don't want to go a second. We don't want an hour. We, we want to be hungry for you. So, Lord God, we thank you for the blessing upon your people. Lord God, we thank you for the power and the anointing that rests upon them because you have stated so. And we give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Praise the Lord.